Well, it just says 2023, guys. I didn't say it came out in fucking September. (laughs) Let me me see IMDb here. We saw Silent Night on Sunday. The movie theater was packed. November 22nd, so it it just came out. Wow. Oh, nice. It's out. Okay. By the way, Silent Night was not good. I've heard it was terrible. Did, did you guys see the um, the thing they were talking about with the Marvels on how they said the Marvels tanked, but Killers of the Flower Moon made less money than the Marvels? And, uh, but that's not the narrative. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and it's like, oh, that's so funny. You know, like funny in like a we're fucked as humanity sort of way. But, The Dorkening and all affiliated shows are not intended for anyone under the age of 18. The following may contain discussions or scenes that have adult situations, graphic violence, nudity, strong sexual content, and graphic language. This show is intended for mature audiences only. Viewer discretion is advised. Kids, it's time to check out the Dorkening Podcast Network. With over 30 podcasts that encompass everything from horror to video games to comic books, and so much more, you're bound to find the shows for your taste. Whether it be Nerds of Unusual Origin, That Strange Show, Retro Red Octopus, Splash Pages, Throwdown Thursday, The Horror Squad, Still Token with my god, man! I can't read all of these! So just feel free to play and experiment with the Dork Eating Podcast Network. There are over 30 shows chock full of nerdy goodness to sink your ears into. And they're all available on Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, and wherever fine podcasts are broadcast. They have to wear the suit. But here's the thing I didn't realize. It's a woman, and she clearly has, like, flight and stuff like that. This is what she looks like outside of that radiation suit. Oh, crazy. Yeah. So, like, like, like I said, a real doctor. And, and you see the way that her word bubbles are and everything? Yep. Instead yep. of blue, it's green. But otherwise, it's exactly like Dr. Manhattan. How'd you get into this book? I bought it, like, a year and a half ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I finally was just like, it, I went on to Comixology slash Amazon uh, yesterday, and yep. I was like, oh, shoot, I forgot about this. And I opened it up, and I started reading the first couple of pages. I was like, oh, no, okay, I'm going to read Distant Fires first. And then I read this during the course of the day today. And uh, I got to say, like, just buzz through, all right? Um, let me see here. He's, they're trying to figure out you know, who, who caused this alien invasion. Right. And he says, we're under attack from a Peter cannon from another dimension. Of course, look at where the last panel is right there. Antarctica, perhaps. Hmm. Almost like Karnak from Watchmen. And then 
Look at all the screens right here. And then we have somebody watching everything. And boom. Here's your bad guy. Look at his friggin' forehead. Yep. And that comes into play too when you find out what happened after he did the alien invasion on his world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's dude, it's fucking amazing. Like it gets so meta. It's oh, it's dope. I fucking love it. That's cool. Um, yeah, and like he just you know Peter Cannon because the the way they do it is that this is Peter Cannon. The bad guy is referred to as Thunderbolt, and then there's another version that they just refer to as Peter. Later on, Peter Cannon figures out how to travel between dimensions, and mm. this is how he figures out how to do it. They're all lying down on their backs. See the chalk lines? Yep. He puts them all into comic book panels. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's fucking amazing. Uh, I, oh, God. I, 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 as soon as I finished reading it, I was like, yeah, we have to do Watchmen and Peter Cannon and Thunderbolt. Like, there's just yeah. there's no two ways about it. Like, Karen, Karen Gillian is, is, uh, really really gifted yeah uh i just it it blew me away i um i i fucking i was over the moon by the time i got to the end of it i was like this is fucking sick and it has probably one of my favorite i i I might be saying it wrong but one of my favorite lines in regards to superhero deconstruction stories and that is you can only deconstruct so much before there's nothing left. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And um, like my, I, I kind of mentioned this to, to Dara just cause I was like, I was so excited about the story. Uh, when I finished it, um, it's like both an homage to and a middle finger to Alan Moore. I like that. It's like, no, listen, man, like you, you did some good stuff, but you also, you also hurt a lot more stories than you helped by doing this. You know, and, and I think there's something to that because a lot of people learned the exact wrong lesson. It's, it's the Lobo effect. You know, like if you, if you walked away from Watchmen and you fucking thought Rorschach was an awesome character, you missed the fucking point. Well, no. he, he himself, like he, he indicts himself and he's like, I can't live, you know, without this. So it's like, he's a character of pure integrity, but he knows that he himself has gone over the line and, you know, broken his own code. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's, it's right in line with, uh, with Steve Ditko's, uh, Mr. A, um, which was based on his views, his, uh, philosophic views of objectivism. But yeah, I think, like, I, I think Rorschach was like a cool guy to watch operate for a while. And then he gets super cringy and you're just like, oh, and, and as soon as like any time that you see him outside of his costume, you're just like, oh, guys. Suck. Oh, yeah, for real. <laughs> guys, the worst. And I, I like I like the character for his his impact in the book. But yeah, it's it's like you said with Lobo. It's like I, I don't want to sit down and have tea with him. You know, oh, like there's God. there's cool moments and stuff like that of, of him. But it's like, yeah, like 
I like him and his, you know, impact. Yeah. He agrees. Sorry. Absolutely. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I was at a distance there. I just need to grab my water. No um, worries. Yeah. Friggin', you know, a little bit goes a very, very, very long way. It is, it is great. That scene, like, like Leo, when you get to read like the prison scene, that's pretty cool. <laughs> that is definitely that is definitely a badass scene. Yeah, uh, that's that's one of those things where it's like, oh yeah, that like things just got weird. <laughs> that's like that's honestly the most action there is in Watchmen. I think so. Like that in the rooftop, which is literally I think right before. Yeah, that. saving all the people. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. you know that's that's the one thing that um, the Mark was one hundred percent missed on in the movie was I hated hated that prison break scene where night owl and silk specter show up and start kicking the crap out of people trying to trying to break rorschach out that is that flies in the face of what watchman is supposed to be i love the intro to that movie so much oh so much the, the intro where they have uh time is a change in by uh by bob dylan and they yep. go through the whole book and all that and I'm like, oh man, this is cool. Not to mention, pictures. not to mention, Night Owl saves uh, Thomas and Martha Wayne in in that opening credit sequence. Oh, was that okay? That I I never knew that. That's neat. Yeah. Um, let me see if I can find it real quick. It's uh, yeah, they're outside of an opera house. Watchmen. Yeah, th- this isn't this isn't a spoiler because Leo's seen the movie, so that's good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can actually see. Oh, good! Somebody made a Reddit of it, in of course the Batman subreddit. <laughs> of course. Oh, perfect. Join okay, us, alternating me... weeks for Dark Knight. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Brandon's like, we just fucking did this. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Let me see. Open the new new tab. There we go. That's good. All right, and where are you guys? Brandon's like, even in the apocalypse, I can't escape Batman as a character in the super fucking Christ. <laughs> Actually, that is one ref- like refreshing thing in Distant Fires. I was like, good. <laughs> Just good. He's he's fucking dead. Makes sense to me. Like, yeah, of course, of course, his cave would collapse and that's where he'd be. That's the story in my head anyway. No, that's that's probably correct. Yeah, the Joker survived, which is like what? Because he's wily. Coyote. I I always I always thought they did him wrong, and they should have done him as oh outside of Zorro. No shit. Yeah, but look right here. Yeah. You see what it says? Gotham Opera House. Yeah. Yep. Oh, and I'm assuming that's them in the background. That is them in the background. Yes. It's like Nicolas Cage. And uh, what? <laughs> look, look at Thomas. He's like, oh, I'm going to steal the Declaration of Independence. Nick Cage said today uh, that he, uh, he he would be up for doing another Ghost Rider. I don't I don't believe that. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure everybody <laughs> I mean, would like check, but everybody. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm sure everybody would like a big paycheck, right? I mean, I, I think. I think in all honesty, they need to do something with Robbie Reyes instead. You know, that would just be better because they they 
tied the whole thing in with um uh what do you call it uh i almost said legend legend of shield but it was agents of shield right do something with that character that's an interesting character you know and if you're going the whole route of like oh we're gonna go with like youthful like spider-man and ms marvel and all that good do that go with this if you want to do something make the second ghost rider movie where you have him show up and be like yeah i'm johnny Blaze." you know it's like okay cool you know still think it was a weird choice for ghost rider I I think that he he brought some really interesting things to the movie. You know, like the the whole idea that he was this crazy pill popping daredevil sort of person raised for from like a carnival was good. I think Wes Bentley was weird. Yeah, that was that was that whole weird. Thing with Black was terrible. That was awkward as fuck. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe take him out of the movie like completely and just be like, okay. Because we know he can do scary because of friggin' American Horror Story, but it just uh, that was weird, man. Yeah, it was. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't great. That's for sure. Um, I I just think if you're gonna do something like Ghost Rider, you know, you're really missing the mark if you're not making it rated R and really leaning into the whole full blown out creepy demon type characters. You know, like Blackheart should look like Blackheart. Mephisto should have looked like Mephisto. Like. Don't get cute with no, Peter Fonda. <laughs> yeah, don't get cute with calling him Mephistopheles and having Peter Fonda, you know, portray him at a crossroads. Like, okay, man, listen, if I want to see an interesting crossroads sell your soul type story, I will literally watch the movie Crossroads starring fucking Ralph Macchio. All right. Get get oh, fucked. Geez, I, I was thinking, oh brother, we're out though. <laughs> Yeah, that's not the main point of that movie, though. I'm going to stick with Crossroads yeah, no, Ralph Macchio. I love visual. Oprah Where Art, though, yeah. though. It's a good stuff. It's such a good movie. I, I really enjoy that flick. I'm going to watch that. I'm going to watch that. Yes. <laughs> yep, he's a suitor. It's been a since I've seen that. Stay Didn't out of the Woolworths! <laughs> I thought you interviewed one of the, the female actress sirens in that. No? Maybe not. Possibly. Really? All blur. Everything's a blur. Everything's a blur. That's all right. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so I don't know if you guys saw um, that there was like a, a little bit of a photo spoiler kind of thing for Deadpool 3. I did. Oh, yeah, I saw it in your group. <laughs> oh, man. Fucking that's cool. I, I mean... I wonder. I I doubt that they're gonna get Tyler Maine to do it. I don't know. I mean, he's still doing stuff. Like, oh, that's true. You, you talking about Dogpool? Oh, is there Dogpool too? Yeah, that that's what I saw today. Oh, you saw I, I something mean, different. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they've released pictures of Dogpool, like the the dog they're using. But today they released a picture of uh, Dogpool like in the movie. Why, why are we getting so many spoilers for this film? Is it just that poor security? Uh, I think I think it's uh, it's measured uh, because they really want to make sure that people get excited for this one. And really, when you think about it, we're only seeing teeny, teeny, tiny dribs and drabs. There's nothing actually like super telling about what we've seen. Well, I, I heard the Jennifer Garner um, again, like that one. Yeah, me, me too. Um, 
But I mean, you got to think there's going to be speculation on that anyway, because we know that there's the 20th Century Fox like logo a la original Planet of the Apes in the background at one point. Like we saw that photo. Um, so they're playing around with what they had and they're bringing into the MCU potentially. Uh, and of course, two of those projects are Elektra and Daredevil. Mm-hmm. There's also speculation that Ben Affleck may show up briefly as Matt Murdock or and or Daredevil. I mean, we'll we'll see. I I tell you one thing. I'm pretty sure that they're not going to get John Favreau to show up as Foggy Nelson. <laughs> Why do you say that? Because I don't I don't see that happening out of everything. Stranger things have happened. Yeah, no, yeah, it's my my speculation, but I I just think it's like if we get something, I don't know if it would be that. And so I we'll, saw I saw Nicolas Cage in a fucking Superman suit in the Flash. So what the fuck do I know? Yeah, that's How, that is very true. You know, and that being said, I I know a lot of people saw that and like, man, I want to see that movie. I'm like, I, why? I just don't. No, thank you. I'm I'm good. Like, yeah, no, thank you. I I no, think that the, I think that would have set the character back cinematically. Uh, another 20 years if they had actually made the movie that they set out to do in the 90s um and would be just it would be super it would be it would have been the fucking Zack Snyder's man of steel of its time well, who would have been uh wonder woman at the time i'm thinking juliana margulies christ i don't know cuz i i can't think of like back then who who would have been like a wonder woman or a wonder woman analog and that Benning, I don't fucking know. You know what? I kind of like that. <laughs> Maybe she could play. She could play uh, Hippolyta or something. But you know, I, I like a young Annette Benning. You know, she was actually cool. originally cast as Catwoman. Was she really interesting? Yep. But she I, found I out think she was she's pregnant. A freaking great actress. Yeah, she she found out she was pregnant, and uh, they she she had to be recast, and that's where they got Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh, they didn't go with Joan Allen, the the closest replacement to Annette Benning you can get. <laughs> oh God, I don't see that at all. <laughs> I, I, uh, I don't know, man. They they play like the same character in pretty much everything. So, um, I think Annette Benning would have would have been. Uh, I can see why Michelle Pfeiffer was cast in lieu of Annette Benning, um, comparatively, uh, especially at that point in time. But yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know who the hell you could have gotten to to play to round out some of the other characters that we know from the DCU at that point in time. I mean, what are you talking? Nineteen ninety five? Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking. I'm like, what? What do you you start casting uh, people from from sitcoms? Because that's that's really what was king at the time. So. What spoiler are you talking about? Is it the uh, the Moon Knight van and uh, Red Skull's car? No, um, Sabretooth. Oh. <laughs> Did you not see that one, Leo? No, I'm I'm looking through it right now. The spoiler I, I see right now is um, Moon Knight's um, uh, ice cream truck or whatever it is, and then Red Skull's car. I haven't seen that one. That doesn't seem that doesn't really, you know, blow my hair back. Is this supposed uh, to be out in 2024 or is it in 2024? Yeah, yeah, July next year. Oh, July. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I just I'll show you. I want to see him in that costume. I'll show you, Leo. 
Don't you worry about it, Mr. Pond. I'll show you exactly what I'm talking about here. I'll present it here on the screen. So many friggin' ads. Crazy. How many ads are there? So many friggin' ads. So many. <laughs> oh, yeah. What do you do for a living? Advertising. <laughs> Ooh, he beheaded him. Yes. Spoiler. I do love that Wolverine suit. Yeah, I, I, I like it. I do appreciate that it looks like an actual action suit too, like very, very much in line with like what Deadpool is wearing. You know, it, it's we've seen we've seen better still photos of it, and the fact that it doesn't have that crazy textured appearance like every fucking costume in the MCU looks. I, I'm I'm so tired of everybody looking like like everyone, every single person, like gods included looking like they all go to the same tailor like that that is that is out of control i like i like how daredevil describes it you know like the idea that you know there's that person that you can go to and it it turns out it's gladiator you know and then in she hulk how they they go about it i think that makes sense in that world Yeah. yeah yeah some people that's the thing like i understand some people doing it but like you know I, I think there needs to be, you know, I, I for how do I say the end of Spider-Man No Way Home? I appreciate the fact that the suit he's wearing is clearly like a Lycra suit that this kid was able to like put together on his own based off the design from like just the visual design from the Tony Stark cost suits he had. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like when you when you look at the other the vast majority of other characters in the MCU and DCU, they all have like a very similar look. And it's like, you know, I think one of the, one of the best, um, one of the best iterations, like that it's, it's supposed to look goofy, but the sheer size of the man throws that off is like peacemaker where he's wearing that costume and it's like, dude, you look fucking ridiculous. But at the same time, that guy's biceps are the size of my fucking head. So I would think twice about walking up to him him and telling him that he's got a toilet bowl in his head. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, And then, you know, right next to that, you have vigilante who, you know, he looks like he's wearing like a full body armor and and stuff. It it just, it looks right. Especially for like, his body type. Um, but then, you know, looking at, at things like, you know, just how they texture everything. And I think part of it is it makes it a little easier for CGI mapping. Um, but I, I think we're at, at a point too, where if you give the special effects houses enough time, you don't put them in that crazy, stupid non-union crunch. Uh, they don't need to have those points on each suit like that to to make it seem like it's real. Just let them do their job and don't rush the shit. You know, this whole like coming out with release dates before you have a f- fucking finished script oh, yeah. is ridiculous. I mean, that's that's probably one of the biggest things that led to Wonder Woman eighty four being such a, a garbage dump. Oh my god. That was some of the worst and weirdest C- CGI I've ever seen to date. It was just gross. Like most of it, like when you see Cheetah and she like transforms to like, like that half creature and you're like, ew. 
they fucking let this go? You know, and it's like, ugh, just so gross. I, I still, you know, there's a lot of problems with that movie. I'm just talking about visually because, like, yeah, story is a whole other thing. But, like, visually, it's also a fucking mess. My, my yeah. biggest problem is when you get to the ending, Max Lord learns nothing. There's no repercussions. Nothing happens. You know, it's as if, okay, you are the same person you were when this movie started than when it ends. What the hell? Yeah, well, I just... Pascal, he has to be the nice guy. Yeah, he's like, hey, I'm a nice guy. <laughs> I just... I think it was such an odd choice to make, you know, in retrospect now, of course, to make um, the setting 1984. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> you know, I mean... And on top of that, why did you give her the power of flight in that movie? And then she doesn't have it at any other point in the fucking DCU. I thought she was she was uh, grabbing onto lightning bolts with the lasso and, and going through the sky. She learned how to fly by the end of the movie. Oh, see, I tuned that shit out. Yeah, no, she definitely did because that's when she was saving the the horrible baby doll uh, dummy in uh, Egypt, right? No, it's like the end of of the movie. Like she starts running inspirationally and thinking about what Steve told her after he goes away at the end of that movie. Yeah, I've I've clearly tuned that part out. Okay, <laughs> I will take your word for it's, it. It's a really good scene for her, like realizing how to fly. You know, but um wildly out of place considering the fact that we know in 30 fucking years when she shows up to fight alongside Superman and Batman, she has quote jump flight, which I fucking hate. Like nobody but Superman can fly. Whatever. (laughs) You talking about learning how to fly in the first movie or or second movie? 1984. She she doesn't learn how to fly in the first movie. Yeah. uh, Yeah. So I think, Justin, uh, she uses the lasso to catch lightning bolts earlier yeah. in the yeah. movie. Like I said, this is the third time I've said it now. At the end of the movie, she learns how to fly, she realizes how to fly because she focuses on how she feels and what it was that Steve said to her in describing what it was like to how it felt to fly. Yeah. Literal Peter Pan moment, yeah. Yeah, my confusion was I thought she did the lasso to the lightning in the first movie, at the end of the first movie. Nope, that doesn't happen in the end of the first movie. The first movie is is a fucking 9 out of 10. I, it loses a point because of what yeah, they the did ending. with the CGI mess at the end of that. Like, you know, just don't take David Thewlis and make him that fucking <laughs> dude. Hello, <don't> Harry. <laughs> I'm the god of war. Like, are you though? The best the best thing is seeing him in that behind the scenes mouth of madness or whatever. That movie about uh, Dr. Moreau where he's like, it's a fucking shit show, Val. They don't even know what they're fucking doing. <laughs> I know. I'm just like, oh David. You're Lost Souls is the name Lost of Lost Souls, one. that was the one. Yeah, that yeah. was great. Uh that movie is fucking garbage. Oh wow. It's actually those are two really good documentaries. That and uh, the death of Superman lives. What happened uh, for movies that either you can't figure out why they got made, and you can't figure out why they didn't get made. 
Well, the 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 doomed one about the Roger Corman uh, Fantastic Four. Yes, is really is, is really good too. Yes. So and and it's like oh wow like this is really campy like I mean since they made like Batman and Robin they couldn't have released this. So, I know. So, so well, what you're telling me there's like a whole series of uh, superhero movie documentaries that like uh, I need to add to Pluther. There's like three. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Well, there's there's two of them. There's Doomed and the Death of Superman Lives. What happened? I think you did put that on Pluther because uh, I asked you to put it on like two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, Doomed might be on there too. Now that I'm thinking about it, you might have done that of your own accord. But... I I did see Doomed on Amazon, so. But it, it could definitely be on Pluther. Um, there's there's more of these types of movies, though. I know that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's. I mean, but I I think I've seen like off the top of my head, I've seen those three, which are in. Oh, um, you know what? Overnight is a really good one too. It's about Troy Duffy, the guy who wrote and directed the Boondock Saints. Yeah, uh, that guy's head blows up to roughly the size of Wyoming in a matter of like 17 hours. It, he, what a world class prick. For real. It, like, it's it, like he would have to be a prick to have uh, written that movie. Oh, dude. Like, you don't understand. Like, he had such like a movie. <laughs> he had such a good fucking deal to make that movie. And then he just fucked himself out of it altogether and um, minimize, like, he he made this he his attitude destroyed all kinds of goodwill and working relationships he had with like higher ups and they fucking whittled him down to the point where and, and rightfully so because he was such a shithead uh he got whittled down to the point where like he had to take a deal for like a million dollars to shoot the movie and it was made into like a blockbuster exclusive instead of the Miramax movie it was going to be and going to have like a, a wide North American release with a, a much larger budget. Like Boondock Saints, you mean? Boondock Saints. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah, I'm telling you, overnight. It's uh it, it watching it once, I own it. I mean, it's on my voodoo, Justin. So if you okay. if you want to check it out, go ahead. Um, but yeah, I, I had heard about it years ago and I checked it out because I, I loved the first movie. And um, funny enough, I, I actually watched The Long Kiss Goodnight yesterday with my with my wife. I, I love that flick. And um, the bartender at the like bus station that they go to in the movie to meet with who they think is going to be Brian Cox's character. Uh, and they try to kill both her and Sam Jackson. Um, the bartender there is one of the guys at the the mafia safe house that Willem Dafoe's character goes to dressed in drag in the Boondock Saints. Like, That's cool. Joey Bevo sent me over. <laughs> I took one look at the guy. I was like, holy shit. He's in the Boondock Saints. And, uh, you know. Gun to my gun to my head. I think he, he might be the one that's like, oh, he already sends over, sends over some primo box. Yeah. Um, overnight, though, man. Jesus, this that guy. He. It's no wonder nobody wants to fucking work with him. And the only thing he's done is like three Boondock Saints movies or two Boondock Saints movies. Was it three? Did he do? Th- no, he did two of them. Right. Just two that I'm aware of. Yeah. 
Oh, there's talk of a third one, but it's like, dude, just let sleeping dogs lie. I I don't think that we can handle that. I don't, I don't think that we can handle a third. Well, we'll, we'll probably get a third once. Um, uh, Walking Dead bow and arrow dude, his uh, career goes down. Norman Reedus. I mean, Carol. yeah. Is it is it up? I mean, what the fuck is he doing besides he just, like a motor? I just saw that he signed on for Ghost Rider. <laughs> what? Norman Reedus? Yeah. Oh, wow. The uh, We tried watching it, and I don't know if it's true. So I was going to say, where was that? Because I feel like that would have been. It was on um, uh, smokingpie.com. No, I don't know. What was it? Uh, movie <laughs> yeah, right. poop shoot. Dot- <laughs> yeah, movie poop shoot. Oh, dot com. We, we tried watching a standalone show. Oh, my God. That, we Is it bad? That. What stand? What like a spinoff of Walking Carol Dead? Dixon. Yeah, they 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 take a character that like never talks and throw him into yeah. uh, France, where like he can't talk to anybody, like you know, because <laughs> it's a different language. Yeah, genius. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't even know that they made that. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, yeah. and they don't tell you. Well, so I guess the story will eventually tell you like how he ended up in France, but. Listen here, brother. You gotta go to France. Also, I have a mechanical hand. Okay, thanks. <laughs> yeah. So it looks like uh, some people are saying that, like, in July of this year, July and August of this year, uh, giant freaking robot. Which they're not. They're they're a fucking tier seven fucking source <laughs> like, yeah i i don't i didn't believe it i just i saw it and i was like yeah i don't even care because i i don't i don't really care i don't yeah, i don't really under the, i don't really understand the appeal of norman reedus to be perfectly honest i i liked him in boondock saints and i liked him in the movie gossip that was about it yeah i actually even even back when I like I was super into the Boondock Saints, uh, I I he was he was he was my least favorite person in the movie, um, especially because like, yeah, Joe dude, is the greatest. Like, <laughs> I mean, Sean Patrick Flannery was excellent in it. Willem Dafoe was excellent. David Dello Rocco as Rocco was excellent. Yep. Billy Connolly, the guys playing oh, the detectives, yeah, yeah, like they were all great. But Norman Reedus, like. What pulled me out of it like so often is the fact that he did the world's worst Irish accent, like 100%. Like, and it affected everything else about his character. If you listen to him, like, oh, there, there's there is one point in at the end of the movie in the courtroom where they're doing their whole big shootout where they're about to kill the 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 mob boss Yakaveta, and um. They're they're doing their little soliloquy before they say the prayer, and uh, Norman Reedus he chimes in and, and you know as for an Irish accent he'd be like, "It is your corrupt we claim." That would be how you'd say it. He goes, "It is your corrupt we claim," and it just it sounds so bad, so fucking bad. Like was this day one of shooting? Had you not figured out? Had, you know, at least watch Darby O'Gill and the Little People to try to figure it out. It's a crock of potatoes. And listen, and listen to the people who aren't Sean Connery in that movie because I can't stress enough—he's Scottish. 
Oh so yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I I go back to King Brian and and uh, you know Darby all the time. Yeah, I mean, it's just fucking, it's out of control, man. And hey, he was in the Quiet Man too, wasn't he? I believe so. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Deep deep Irish cuts. <laughs> <laughs> I also like Brigadoon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and there's parts of Titanic that I like. <laughs> hey, we don't just, talk about that. <laughs> just the parts, just the parts below deck. <laughs> Seem like they're having a lot of fun down there. They were dancing. You know, it was a good time. <laughs> oh shit! How did it end? I don't know. I didn't watch it. <laughs> no spoilers. <laughs> yeah, no, no spoilers. <laughs> I still remember the argument I got. It's not like arguments. It wasn't like se- severe or anything, but in high school, I was flabbergasted. There was a girl in cafeteria. Um, I, I can't. I think I remember who it is, but I'm not going to say her name. Um, but she was like talking with a couple of her girlfriends, and they were like the next table over from me and, and my buddies. And like we all knew each other, you know. And she was like, "Oh my god, blah 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 blah. I'm going to see Titanic. We're going to see Titanic again this weekend." And I was like, "Again." How many fucking times have you seen that movie? She's like, this will be the seventh. And I was like, what the fuck did you miss the first six times that you need to see that movie a seventh? Maybe she, she goes, went on a date. Wink, wink. <laughs> no, it was with her girlfriends each time. Ew. Each time. Oh, wow. And uh, I was just like, you know that that, that movie is, that story is fucking horrendous, right? Like it's based on a real life thing. And she goes, well, not the two people, but it, it is a beautiful love story. I'm like, it's a fucking tragedy. She goes, two people fell deeply in love. And I was like, 1,500 people drowned in the Arctic Ocean. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> you totally ruined her day. <laughs> not all 1,500. Some of them died on the propeller on the way down. Did they? Yeah. They're, really? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, could have sworn like somebody hit like the. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I haven't seen the movie. I don't care. I, 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 I don't need to see it. I don't want to see it. I've never had any desire to see it. You know, a lot of people like it's the highest grossing movie in the world. I'm like, oh, is that the fucking litmus for I should see it? Then the fuck out of here. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. There's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds coffee is my guilty pleasure. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. Are you a fan of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle comic books? Then Epic Tales from the Sewers is a podcast for you. We cover the comic books, video games, movies, cartoons, and anything else turtle-related. We talk about the toys, we talk about the cereal, we talk about all the fun things about turtles that we love so much. So give a listen. You can find us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and more. Check out Epic Tales from the Sewers, part of the Epic Airways podcast network give a listen dudes cowabunga is this podcast for you i I gotta be honest with you like i still haven't finished watching avatar uh from james cameron so to me that's something i'm not gonna finish so i am definitely not gonna judge you for not watching titanic so just watch fern gully followed followed up by dances with wolves and you're golden 
I think well, a, and in an episode of Smurfs, just for color. Oh, snap. Oh, sorry. I think there's a freaking conspiracy on Avatar 2 anyway, like that it's not that good and for some reason it Continue gets pushed explaining. Out. I would like yeah. I would like to know what this conspiracy would be. Uh that like uh how did it make that much money? Like it, it's China. Yeah. That could be. Yeah. They love they love they love uh fucking water shit and fucking creatures and CGI, man. Water is like a very big symbolic thing in Asian culture, especially Chinese Asian culture, and uh, they they plugged right into that. Uh, There's a lot of water in Shang Chi. Now that I think about it, oh, however, Shang Chi is a good. And then Meg, movie. I mean Meg, good. Oh, the Meg, yeah, it the is. Meg was cool. I didn't I, see I, the second one. Is it any good? First one's better. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, I haven't seen either because I don't give a flying fuck about that shit. I like I like the first. I think I saw it at the drive-in. It was like uh, one of the last movies we saw at the drive-in. Like I love I love Jaws, and like that's as far as I'll go on like shark movie shit. And, and when I say Jaws, I mean Jaws, not Jaws two, Jaws three D, Jaws the Revenge. None of that horse shit. I I the, forget those exist most times. Oh, I know? wish I could forget they exist, but yeah. I'll tell you. You you have not lived until you have heard a shark roar in a movie. Yep. That's a thing. Cause the revenge, kids. I can't state this emphatically enough. Sharks can't roar. They don't yeah. have fucking lungs. <laughs> and also there's no air to uh you know cause that. <laughs> they have gills. That's um one of the dumbest goddamn things. I've, I will say, uh, Michael Caine, being in one of those one of those dealies there, somebody asked him, like, how do you feel about like how terrible that movie is perceived to be? And he's like, I'll tell you what, I, I don't know much about how, how other people feel, but I've rather enjoyed the house that the paycheck from it bought for my mom. <laughs> I'm like, all right, you know what? Nicholas Cage it up, baby. I get it. I bought a dinosaur bone, then Mongolia stole it. True story. <laughs> like, thank God that he finally got out of debt. Because he can finally be more discerning with the roles he takes now. I want to see that new one he's doing, Dream Sequence. That looks great. Yeah. Finally, a hero that, that I can relate to. I don't think I know much about it. He um he's a professor or something like that at a like a local community college and um everyone in the world seems to be having a dream and he's in their dream. Um is it dream uh, scenario? Yeah, it could be. Yeah. So it's like a reverse uh Freddy Krueger. Dream scenario. Yeah. I think they make a joke about that because he's got like a a bladed gauntlet in in one of them. Yeah, uh, yeah. So it came out this year. Dream scenario: uh, Nicholas Cage, Jacob Jaffke, and Tyler Campoloni. It came out already. I thought it was coming out. I don't know. Well, it just says twenty twenty three, guys. I didn't say it yeah. came out in fucking September. <laughs> we, let, me, uh, let me see IMDb here. We saw Silent Night on Sunday. The movie theater was packed. 
November twenty second. So it it just came out. Wow. Oh, nice. It's out. Okay. By the oh, way, well, Silent yeah. Night was not good. I've heard it was terrible. Did, did you guys see the um the thing they were talking about with the Marvels on how they said the Marvels tanked, but Killers of the Flower Moon made less money than the Marvels? And uh, but that's not the narrative. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and it's like, oh, that's so funny. You know, like funny in like a we're fucked as humanity sort of way. But, you know. <laughs> Greetings and Shabibans. We are the Retro Reductibus Cephala Podcast, a long form bi-weekly show that celebrates all the things that made growing up awesome. Yeah, that sounds good, but I don't know what all those words mean. I think what Parasite seems trying to say is that on Retro Reductibus, we explore a range of retro goodness from toys, video games and movies, to cartoons and even snacks and school lunches. Oh. And we do it all with a positive spin, a slew of killer guests, and some <clears throat> very adult language. And you know what else is cool? No. This crazy show is part of the Yorking Podcast Network with new episodes every technical Tuesday. What's that? And if waiting two weeks for a new episode gives you a sad, know that we drop bonus episodes all the time, like the off-format Crow's Nest and an interview series we call The Brick. You can listen to Retro Octopus on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any app that's cool enough to carry the only show that celebrates all the things that make growing up awesome. It's, like, it's just, wow. it's yeah, it, it is very, very fucked. Like, I, all three of us saw Marvels, right? No, yeah. I'm going to see it. Oh, oh, you still haven't seen it. Okay. Justin, honestly, I think you're going to enjoy it, man. I really, I, I'm I really do. I'm planning on enjoying it. Everything that I've seen so far looks good, and I like, I like the characters. You know, um, I'll, I'll hope that Brie Larson does a better job in this one. Oh, she does. Know? She does. Well, you know what it is? She's allowed. Well, she's allowed to like emote. She's not. She's not made to be stoic. Um, it, the here's he. You know, here's the thing. Like, I'll put it out there. Like my own thing. Like I like Brie Larson. I have yeah. no problem with Brie Larson. Uh, I think she's a talented actress and and singer. Uh, and I actually I haven't seen uh, the movie that she directed that has Sam Jackson in it, but I, I'm curious because I I'd like to see how she pulls that together. I will say, you know, for all the shit that people like to give her, um, one of the things that has always stuck with me is I saw an interview with John Goodman, uh, who worked with her on uh, 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 Kong Skull Island. Oh yeah, yeah. And um somebody asked me, he was like, Oh, you know, if you could work with uh with anybody again, like immediately, right now, who would it be? And without missing a beat, he said Brie Larson. Oh, you said because uh, she yeah. makes it fun. Yeah, she she literally did everything to be as inclusive as possible for everyone, uh, cast and crew. She would plan like excursions and and little little like field trips and stuff for them to all partake partake in together to help them all hang out and, and, and bond and become friends and not just focus on the work itself like he's just a very relaxed atmosphere and she's a very very kind generous person and i was like you know that's the kind of shit that we need to hear more about instead of all these fucking toxic fanboys bitching and complaining because they don't want to see a a, a girl have a fucking superhero movie you know what i mean like it's so fucking dumb but uh yeah she she uh in in this movie man uh in, in the marvels the the problem with captain america 
I mean, Captain America, Captain Marvel is the same exact problem that we had that was in the forefront, I would say, for Zack Snyder's rendition of Superman. Interesting. There's, okay. Yeah, there's nothing but but stoicism and no sense of and I don't want to say fun, no sense of exhilaration, no sense of wonderment. Like imagine you you know, and I understand like, you know, in Captain Marvel she's kind of like trying to piece together who she is, but like you can you can be more than one thing. You can be trying to figure out who you are and at the same time being like, whoa, this is so fucking crazy that I can fly and shoot things out of my hands and stuff. You know, same thing with with Superman. I mean, we we barely see him excited about the fact that he, he figured out how to fly in Man of Steel. Like he's he's excited for 38 seconds. And then it's right back to, I don't even know what is. All right, Savior Complex. Get fucked. You know, um, in, in the Marvels. I blame Kevin Costner. Oh, yeah, that. <laughs> Talk about not understanding the fucking assignment. <laughs> oh, fucking Kevin Costner. And that's not oh. even Kevin Costner's fault. I think he was no, an excellent not. pick for yeah. Pa Kent. Um, but David Goyer. Dude, stay the fuck away from my comic book movie shit. Like, for real. You and Akiva Goldsman, I swear to fucking God, if the two of them were on a fucking plane to hit the... Su- you know what? Uh, you, know, you, I wouldn't... You, I really bold driving? <laughs> <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be upset. <laughs> I'll put it that way. Like, <laughs> David Goyer, what the... F- like... Like oh the the writer of of uh, Batman Begins and Dark Knight blah, blah, okay yeah it was him most certainly mostly him and not Jonah Nolan for sure right if you guys say so like didn't he also write uh the X Men movies no uh I thought he did uh, X two no that was Dan Harris and Mike Doherty oh okay they wrote That's Superman good. Returns. Well, he did. Uh, he did uh, something for Blade, I believe, right? He did Blade Two. Yeah, Blade and Two. And then he directed Blade Three. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we um, forget that. <laughs> well, I mean, I try all the time, but then people bring up David Goyer's name again in conjunction with some kind of comic book movie adaptation. I'm like, have we learned nothing? You know, like when when they were like, oh yeah, he's gonna do Batman stuff. I'm like, the director of Blade Trinity. Sure, sure, but that's the thing is everybody likes to when Man of Steel was getting made like oh from the writer of the Dark Knight and whatever blah 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 like uh one of the writers because the reason I think that the especially the Dark Knight worked so well was because of Christopher Nolan's brother Jonah he was the other person working on that fucking movie. But I mean, look at the stuff. I, I, I don't even know if the words did justice to the acting, you know, because it's like that acting was so superb in, in the in the sequel, you know, just <laughs> everything out of Heath Ledger. And then then you've got, uh, um, you know, Commissioner Gordon and, you know, Bruce Wayne is just kind of like a background character. Even even uh, Anthony Michael Hall, you know, it's yeah. like so much in that movie just worked really well. 
I agree. So apparently, he worked on Sandman and Krypton. Oh, he worked on Sandman, huh? That's a show uh, I hope comes back. It is. It's coming back. He's, listed, he's listed as writer. They probably adapted a story of his or something. Yeah, I was going to say. I don't know that he wrote any, but, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of curious about that myself. Wasn't he the Giver? <laughs> oh, my God. He did the voice of uh, Solid Snake. David Hater, that's the guy who. Oh, that's Hater. Okay, sorry. H a y t e r. That's actually one of the people who worked on X Men. Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe gonna... that. Maybe that's why you thought David Goya worked on X Men. That is why. Yeah. Okay. Well, I got yeah. I got the Blade Two part right. So funny enough for me. Uh, actually, you'll get this too, Justin, because I know you're a fan of of this movie from the '90s. Uh, the person who is given like main credit on writing the uh the screenplay for x-men is zach penn really and when i first watched x-men in nine in 2000 when it came out in theaters and i saw his name on the screen there's literally only one other movie i knew of him writing at that point in time and i was like you gotta be fucking kidding me okay pcu <laughs> The bird show, the bird show, the amazing bird show. The bird show, the bird show. The bird show. <laughs> I like, I like this. We come, we come full circle, like every three months back to PCU. So I will, because I live my. I'm just based on PCU. I live my life, like cycling through PCU. It is like literally half an hour into the movie on Pluto for me right now. <laughs> nice. <laughs> like, I, I love that goddamn movie. Chips. Um, chips. Chips, 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 chips. <laughs> Love it. Eleven episodes. Okay, yeah. Um, he is credited as creator, um, developed by and creator on the Sandman. So he just he he helped make the show. That's that's all it is. He didn't write anything or, or anything like that. He basically helped get it funded. <laughs> so. And for the best, do not let David Goyer write or direct any shit for the Sandman, because so far it's it's excellent. Yeah, it's been really good. Like, it's just that's one of the things I'm looking forward to uh, coming back. So I'm happy it's coming back because Netflix does not like to spend expensive uh, budgets and keep their shows going. No, no not at all. But I mean, this thank God such they a... didn't get Invincible, huh? Oh, yeah. Christ's sake. Uh, boys trailer dropped. Did you guys see that? Yes, the boys season four. Um, I I think it's funny that I I really hope that uh, Firecracker ends up not being like uh, a jump the shark type deal because the girl playing her, uh, she's been in a few other things. Uh, she always plays like somebody very troublesome. Uh, I know her primarily from the following. That was on Fox, starring James mm. Purefoy and yep. Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon, yep. Um, she was the short-haired girl that was like in love with James Purefoy's character, uh, and was like his number one like acolyte. Um, she's playing like the 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 new firecracker sort of replacement for Stormfront character. She's 
it's like the longest hair I've ever had. I've ever seen her have, which is, which is interesting. Cause like the very first thing I ever saw her in was an episode of psych where they kind of do a play on Rosemary's baby. And she is huh. clearly supposed to be like a little bit of a Mia Farrow type character. She's got the pixie cut and everything, but uh, yeah, like we'll, we'll see how the boy season four goes, especially after gen V. I need to finish watching that. Oh yeah, you really should finish what you need to watch Gen yeah. V before you watch season four of the boys. We yeah. uh we also got a Godzilla versus or Godzilla X Kong and also a Fallout trailer. Yeah, a lot of people are excited about Fallout. Yeah, I guess. I mean, Guys, I, I'm gonna be honest, I, I don't care about pretty much any of that stuff you just mentioned. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, Godzilla like Fallout sure. Said, like, like I'm not gonna watch that. I'm not gonna watch Fallout, and I do not begrudge you. It's just it's not my thing, and I, I have other things to, you know, look at. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I I I saw people like posting about Godzilla minus one, recently. Yeah, I did to see that, and they were like, "Oh my god, I cried," and I was like, "Really cool." Apparently, right. apparently the CGI is really good, and it only had like a fifteen million dollar budget. Okay. I mean, I just, man, I wish that did it for me. I really, I really do. It's like trying to force yourself to like dudes. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, I'm, yes, I'm sorry, I'm trying. <laughs> you guys ever think you like girls because you're supposed to? <laughs> Don't you ever say that again. <laughs> Finger licking you're good. <laughs> you're, you know, like when Bugs Bunny dresses up like the girl bunny? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> no, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just, uh, I, I really, I really wish I could, I could get into it, you know, but it's, it's just not, it's not for me. And I, I like, like how excited our friends get, but yeah, exactly. I think yeah. it's great, but I don't appreciate when, our friends get excited and then they're like, Oh, you have to see. And I'm like, no, I really fucking don't like, or, <laughs> or if they're like, Oh, well, you know, try watching this one. I'm like, no, I will not try watching this one. Like I'm telling you, I have no interest. Like, I, I'm sorry. Like, I, 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 I'm so glad that you are into it, but like that, Im- imagine how obnoxious I would be if somebody was like, Oh, I don't like, comic book movies or superhero movies and i was just like oh no but you should watch this one though this will really change your opinion like turn the tables how fucking obnoxious would that be and i've tried i've tried laying this down to people who especially like godzilla and anime those are the two fucking fandoms they've never heard the brandon um the brandon talk about uh dungeons and dragons that's the problem Oh my fucking god, dude! <laughs> You'd love this. You'd love this. No, I wouldn't. I'm really telling you, I wouldn't. I yeah, know I, me. I know. I've met me. <laughs> yeah, I know me better than you know me, and me says no. Like, it's, it's, it's no. I'm, I'm good, man. And, and once again, I don't begrudge anybody who's into that stuff. I don't give anyone shit for it. But like. Don't fucking tell me when I tell you flat out, like I, I have no interest like for years. Like it's not like you're coming to me and I had never heard of the thing before, <laughs> you know, like I'm 41. I've been in the geek sphere for a while, wildly aware of anime 
as a genre, okay, just as a, as a medium, manga as a medium, Godzilla and Dungeons and Dragons. And funny enough, in my 30, almost 30 fucking eight years of being a geek, I have given those things a shot. That's how I know I don't fucking like them. Maybe he didn't watch the right Godzilla. See, I will punch you right in the fucking mouth. <laughs> so, so the Godzilla anime is out of the question. <laughs> Listen, I, even- I, 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 I totally get it. I mean, you either, you know, enjoy Godzilla or you don't. You know? I don't like Babylon 5. Good luck. Yeah, I've never seen it. And I don't, I, I, I don't know if I'll like it or not. I, I will try it at some point. You know what I mean? Like, I'll try to give it a shot. Um, I, I think it'll be tricky because I love Deep Space Nine, and um, you know I know that I know the whole deal between those two particular projects. You know, Deep Space Nine was a rushed ripoff of the pitch that J. J. Michael Straczynski gave for Babylon Five. Paramount had the wherewithal and money to fucking push it through quicker than he was able to get a deal signed with Warner Brothers, though. So by the time they they got into production it looked like babylon 5 was copying deep space 9 when in fact it was the other way around that's that fucking sucks but that that is more of a discussion about babylon 5 than i will ever have with anybody yeah i mean it's just it's oreo hydrox (laughs) it's oreo hydrox that's that's what it is you know everyone's like oh oreo's great you know oh hydrox is a fucking knockoff oreo and it's like "Eh, except it's not it's the other way around oreo is the one that ripped off hydrox but one's more popular than the other i, and I don't even go. see hydrox anymore i don't even know if they're still a thing they're yeah they're a thing still are they yeah it must be must be uh eastern then because it's not out here at all unsurprising, unsurprising. yet we do have neko neko wafers yeah really I was behind somebody at all the, the way from store. Massachusetts. Yeah. And I, I saw somebody buying two packs of Necco wafers and I'm like, wow, you didn't even buy this from a hospital gift shop. You know, I'm like, I'm surprised they bought them willingly. They like, bought them willingly. And then I was about to ask, do you, the were they, were they 78? No, <laughs> no. Were they collecting social that. security? Did they have maybe, all their original teeth? Maybe. And I don't know because it was I was behind them at the dollar store. Did they look like, like their name may have been Mabel or Jerome? <laughs> oh well, or Richard. <laughs> Could be. You don't hear a lot of Richards anymore, you know. Well, call me Dick. <laughs> um, yeah, no. I was like, wow, willingly bought two rolls of Necco wafers. That's something. That is knocking futz. I can't. Yeah, no, seriously, such a thing. Yeah, I, I made sure to make a mental note on it. I'm like. This person's buying freaking Necco wafers. Like, oh, okay, so you're cle- you're clearly a sociopath. Stay the yeah. fuck away from them, kids. Oh yeah, yeah. I was <laughs> yeah, I was not gonna follow them out at all. I grabbed my son and my daughter and I said, "You see that person there? You stay the fuck away from them." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all purples. <laughs> monster. <laughs> see, it's all purples. What a nightmare. <laughs> You see, the real bitch of it is there's no difference in the flavor. <laughs> yeah, it's because the wintergreen gloms onto the bismuth, gloms onto the somewhat fruit flavor. And then there's oh. uh, that, that anise flavor. But you can get them in chocolate. Ugh. Doesn't taste like chocolate. No, I was going to say, why? So you can ruin chocolate for yourself? 
it's like growing up grow like the best way i could i could relate this or anyone who's never had them is if, if you grew up catholic like we did and, and if you really like the uh the eucharist <laughs> that's what imagine I was... a candy that's hard enough to break your teeth and taste literally, awful <laughs> literally when the second you said neko weavers at the beginning of this my my fucking my brain was like oh candy church crackers got it like yep yeah yeah that's if, the thing. thank god those don't get stuck to the roof of your mouth <laughs> did you see uh dan Aykroyd has a new show yeah no. i did yeah is it a ghost hunters show maybe uh, a paranormal show of course it's, it is uh, he called, talks really um, fast in it though so that's cool i didn't watch it yet i've been uh trying to find it oh, i just saw the preview for it yeah I was going to say something, but I don't. Yeah, never mind. Uh, it's called Unbelievable. <laughs> We're on a mission from God. <laughs> We're on a mission from God. Everybody uh, got so We have a full tank of gas, a half a pack of cigarettes. It's 102 miles to Chicago. It's dark out, and we're wearing sunglasses. <laughs> oh, Elwood. <laughs> dark out and we're wearing sunglasses <laughs> is that robert forrester <laughs> yeah might as well i mean it's so close to canada it really is like niagara falls is right there next to like so close to like rochester you get rochester then buffalo and niagara falls like right over to the oh, west rochester rochester <laughs> it's rochester i am robert forrester Water. You may remember me from such films as Jackie Brown and uh, another <laughs> film that's not Jackie Brown. Nope, just Jackie Brown. In <laughs> uh, the last season of Twin Peaks called The Return. Oh, and uh, Breaking Bad. Oh, he's I fix man. vacuums. That's what I do. But unless I'm in Jackie Brown, then I, I, I'm a bail bondsman. They got rid of that in uh, in the state. I don't think we have any more bail bondsmen. It's weird. No more bounty hunters. Oh, nuts. Yeah. What's dog going to do? No, go back to Hawaii, I guess. Merely clicking is Hawaii's way to say Merry Christmas to you. Ah, oh, man. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Elvis Presley. <laughs> <laughs> really big shoe really big oh my god i saw a kid on tiktok it fucking killed me i've had it stuck in my head for like two three weeks now he he does like a he he's like a a, a performer um he, oh uh his band is called the Nonstick pans which i was like <laughs> he, but he's he's british uh, and he does like this whole david bowie throughout the years throughout the decades thing Ooh. um he just cool. makes up lyrics like like this is fucking bonkers and this sounds like something david bowie would sing and does it in the style of that particular era for bowie but uh he does this one thing where uh he, it says um john lennon at christmas <laughs> he goes what is it uh it's christmas day people are dying go fuck yourself <laughs> <laughs> And then, and then it switches to Paul McCartney on Christmas. <laughs> it goes, it, it becomes a lot more buoyant. He goes, 
It's Christmas Day, bust out the wine. <laughs> oh no, it's Christmas time, bust out the wine. Uncle Jim's got his favorite jumper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> and that's it. I was like, yeah, that actually sums up their their approaches all together, I think. Like, uh, but I've I've had the John Lennon one stuck in my head since like December 1st hit for sure. Like, now that I'm seeing Christmas stuff everywhere, I keep just going, "It's Christmas Day." People are dying. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> uh, that's my kind of my kind of Christmas tune. I've already wa- also listened to. Um, uh, I don't know what Christmas is, but Christmas time is here from the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Oh, I've, nice. I've listened to it way too many times already. And it's only December 4th. It, it may it may be like one of my all time favorite Christmas songs. Like imagine not having any idea about the fucking the the entire holiday or the the traditions that go with it and just hearing some of that shit and getting it all jumbled up in your brain. That is exactly what that song is. He shoots missiles at your toes. I mean, that mwah, fantastic. I always go back to Futurama. Your missile toe is no match for my toe missile. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why that that lives rent free in my head but it does uh it's so good i love it um anyway you guys you guys want to uh get into superman distant fires yeah let's let's yeah. tackle it all right let's let's turn this mofo out you're not gonna start the show because you make that sound whoosh, whoosh. <laughs> oh, man. i tell you guys be right up your alley, right here. Ooh. Oh, look at that! Is pocket it a bunker? Pocket, pocket coffee. coffee, like pocket yes. sand. It's it's espresso. Mm. Nice. It's it, uh, wrapped in chocolate. Yep. Liquid center. Yep. Ah, it is made by Ferrero. Oh, Rocher. <laughs> oh, that's cool. It, uh, it really does have a liquid center too. It is it is espresso in the middle. Fucking crazy ass Italians, man. You gotta love that shit. Like they, still, they know coffee, man. Like absolutely. Coffee, pasta, pizza. I mean, it's the only reason we we haven't held them just as accountable for fascism in World War II as we have the Germans. Oh, I see it here. Uh, five count is fourteen ninety. Oh, jeez. I got two of them. I got. I got Two two eighteen packs off Amazon, um, but uh, yeah, like if if we we as the Allied powers, we strolled into Italy after the after the war, and we were like, oh, so you know, you guys are gonna have to be held accountable for the fucking war crimes you committed here. It's uh, it's absolutely unconscionable. And what? Wait a minute, what the fuck is? What is this? A He's margar- a spaghetti. We put a, a ma- pasta. A, a margarita pizza, you say? Ooh. Ooh, that's that fresh basil really really brings out the flavor of, of everything else. That is that is elegant. I, I appreciate that. Huh? I talk about a no, fresh no, pizza. you shut the fuck up, Klaus. You stay over there with your sauerkraut and fucking sausage. We don't give a fuck. But so seriously, how long do you bake it? In an oven. Where'd you get where'd you get the fucking oven? No, never mind. Never mind. It's fine. The Germans. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We got it from the dirty Jerry over there. 
and bibbidi bobbidi boobity. German engineer. No, 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 no. Let's talk about Italian uh, cookery. Italian cookery. Hey. No, you don't want to do that. You'd be a fastizio otherwise. Fastizio. <laughs> You're a fastidio. <laughs> Antonio, are you fucking making up Italian again just to make it sound like you know you know what you're talking about? No, I never do that in front of Americans. Yes, this is exactly what I'm doing. Waha! Contrary to what you may believe, not not all Italians are a bunch of coin stealing plumbers. I don't I don't know where you came under that assumption. Uh, so anyway, you want to start the show? <laughs> I'll I'll get going. Ooh.